Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast, and we appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse. So last week, well, not last week, two weeks ago, but our last episode, we talked about um, recruiting duty, which was actually a listener's request. Um And hopefully that podcast was helpful to anybody who was listening to it. Um, But when Candace and I sat down and decided that we were going to do that podcast, I thought it would be really cool to do um, what I call the Bee Billet podcast. Um, (laughs) And I don't know if Bee Billets are just the Marine Corps or if it's like, you know, military wide, but... um, I think they're everywhere. I think maybe they're just called something different. I think they're called something different. That would make sense. And I don't even know. And Candace, I'm sure knows this answer, but what does B billet (laughs) even stand for? No, it's just what they call like an additional duty. Like I, there's like different ones you can have. So there's a B billet, but there's also a, like a special duty assignment and SDA. So you can have an SD. So I have, I have an SDA. I have a special duty assignment and um, Chris and Dustin have B billets. Um, wow. it's just, it's, so the in the Marine Corps, B billets are distinguished because there's additional pay that you receive. Oh, for that, I did not know this. See, I find like, out all kinds of stuff. Yeah, or like special allowances, like um, you know, uniforms and stuff like that. So there's special allowances that come along with B billets, and with special duty, um, there's not. So my special duty was teaching at the staff academy. Um, I remember that. Yeah, so I was a, an instructor for formal um, professional military education schools. And she was, um, let's, let's not forget. She was Dustin's instructor. <laughs> I was, I was, that was a very interesting, um, deal. Actually, I don't think he was in my platoon. I think when he checked in, I was like, nope, you cannot be in my platoon. <laughs> we did that though, because you know, I mean, uh, perception is reality sometimes. And so yeah. like having one of your mm-hmm. friends be one of your students and then like, let's, let's say one of those people did really well in the school and became the honor graduate and was like the number one student in the class. If they were friends with an instructor, you know, people would assume that that had something to do with it. So they would never, if we had people come through that we were close with or friends of ours or, um, you know, ones that were like really, uh, we mentored and stuff like that. We purposefully put them in different platoons, um, with other instructors because that, you know, could have been a huge conflict. But so I have an SDA, a special duty assignment. Um, I worked at the staff academy um, and I, I taught PME. And then Chris went to be a drill instructor down in San Diego. And then, of course, Dustin was a recruiter. We talked about that last time. So those are um, recruiting, drill instructor, and for us, a, um, oh my goodness, uh, we go to an additional, like, follow-on tactical school I guess it's not really the right word for that <laughs> um god it's been so long uh good grief I don't know why I can't remember what it's called anyway right. 
You don't have to have all the answers. (laughs) No, it's additional field training that we do as young Marines. So like if you aren't in 03 and you don't go to infantry training battalion, um, you go over to another place um, that I, for whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called. Uh, But you go to another place and you you do a lot of more um, tactics and weaponry type stuff. So like you get some in boot camp, but it's not really... It's not really focused on like squad operations and stuff like that. Boot camp is like all about breaking you down and building you back up, right? So right. Um, we go to an additional school. If you're not going to be an infantryman, you go to a different school uh, for about a month. I think it was like four or five weeks. Hmm. Yikes, guys, I'm really sorry. It's been like 18 years since I've been to the school, <laughs> so I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's not the main you, focus you of our episode once. today anyway. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, so there are different things you can do. And I think that those are true in all services, although they're probably called something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, has- cause I mean, if you think about it, like other branches obviously have recruiters and right, have to have, have drill instructors and things like that. So yeah. yes, now that, I, now that I like say it out loud, I'm like, duh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so no, but today I wanted Candace to talk about what, it was what their experience was like when Chris was a drill instructor. Um, because at the time that Chris was a drill instructor, Dustin was also on recruiting duty. So I think I've said before in an episode, I feel like we kind of follow the Gomez family wherever we go. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and so, except to Okinawa. Yep. Except for, yep. Except for Okinawa, but now we're both back on the East coast. So um, yeah. anytime they get orders, I'm like, Ooh, where are you guys going next? Cause we're probably going there too. I'm telling you. Please. So uh, I am just interested to hear about, um, their experience, uh, as a drill instructor family, basically. Um, because you know, we're stationed in Beaufort, obviously we have Paris Island here, but I still don't know a lot about drill instructors and I mean obviously I think I know what they do but how their schedule works and and you know how do they maintain family life and obviously I'm sure a lot of this is different now because of COVID um, or when COVID was happening but I'm still interested to know. Actually I think when COVID happened things really slowed down because um, and I just we'll just touch on that because it's like fresh um the I I've recently changed units and um, I have a new a new boss um, and he is coming from a special duty um, with FedEx but before that he was down um, at uh, Paris Island actually on the depot and he was saying like when COVID had first started they were actually they got rid of what what we call the recruit crud which uh, basically is like every recruit gets sick while they're down there because yep. you know you have like you have like 80 people shoved I mean we ride like cattle buses like no joke well we used to when I went through boot camp we rode cattle buses so what I what I mean is like the buses basically were lined with benches and you all sat like right on top of each other um I don't know if they still do that now but like when you think of a bus you probably think of like two seats on one side and two seats on the other and there's an (laughs) aisle down the middle right but like no we rode a cattle bus there was one big door that opened up on the side and everyone piled in on top of each other and like rode literally almost sitting in each other's lap like I um don't ever remember seeing this probably because I was too busy paying attention to like myself and not getting myself screamed at in boot camp but the (laughs) male recruits 
the male recruits always used to tell us that, um, like, even with, like, portajons and urinals, they would put, like, three dudes inside a portajon to use the <gasps> portajon at the same time. So, like, that's how on top of each other in, in Marine Corps boot camp you are. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they were actually saying that with COVID, he was saying with COVID, you know, they, the, all of that, like the recruits stopped getting sick and there was no spread of COVID on the depot because, you know, they were spreading them out. And now instead of 120 dudes to a squad bay, they had 60, so they could maintain six feet apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the schedule actually, you know, I'm, I'm not going to downplay drone structure duty at any point, right? No matter what it is, it's a demanding duty. Um. But I think maybe it was a little bit of a break for those that were on the drill field during COVID, maybe, because the platoons were smaller. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So that I don't really know, but I do know that the platoons were smaller during COVID. And actually, recruits down at the depots apparently were much healthier than they have been before because <laughs> there were so few of them and they weren't like, you know, basically just spreading their germs all over each other, you know? Right. Well, and I know so. um, <clears throat> they had to wear masks. And oh yeah, I think they still, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think they still are wearing masks. Um, and they shut Paris Island down for a long time to anybody yeah. other than active duty and active duty family. And you had to have a special sticker on your ID to even get on base yep. um, during COVID. It was, I mean, they definitely put some. It was some, intense, and yeah, some big actually, things into play. They had um. One of our battery, so I I was just with an artillery regiment, and one of the batteries from one of the battalions um, actually deployed down to the depot for about six months at a time uh, to <clears throat> to be like a essentially like a, a additional like guard force and security force and stuff like oh, that wow. because of everything that was going on. Yeah, so it was pretty intense down at the depot. So I can only imagine, you know, what that experience was like. Um, but uh. Yeah, so Jenna, you said like, um, what family, what family life is like on the depot? Um, yes, yes, it's um, non-existent. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, um, I think that I had a couple of opportunities that most spouses won't have, simply because I'm active duty, and because I have an active duty ID card, I have access to things that. Some people may not. Um, And what I mean by that is like, and I'm more familiar with the bases um, and the training areas. Um, And so that kind of was an advantage for me when Chris was on the drill field because there was um, a few times, but one time specifically that I remember, there's a couple times that I did something similar, like had to bring him something um, and drop it off for him. But um, so part of, MCRD San Diego boot camp occurs on Camp Pendleton because there's no ranges down in MCRD. Oh, okay. so, so yeah, so part of San Diego boot camp occurs on Camp Pendleton, um, and so of course I know where that range is at, and I know how to get there, and I know what roads to turn down, and so uh, I had never really been over there because I uh, women in the Marine Corps only go to boot camp. Well, up until recently. Um, yes. <laughs> only I know, right? Um, only went to boot camp on the East Coast. We did not go to boot camp on the West Coast up until recently. But um, thank God for integration. Yep. Uh, so um, when he was a drill instructor, it was separated like that. But so I never had a reason to be up in that part of Camp Pendleton, 
even though it is that like sense. now ridiculously close to where main side is at they've moved main side camp Pendleton down by the front gate so yes. um the like recruit depot portion of uh camp pendleton is actually really close to where like it's right off of a road like if you <laughs> are going down this main road um if you if you continue straight on the main road you eventually uh, are in housing or there's like one slight road where it kind of forks and if you go right you're like two seconds boom right into the like depot area <laughs> yeah it's crazy and i and a lot of people like don't even know that it's there but so my point is that like i think i had you know some access and stuff like that there's a little guard check there so you have to show your id so like obviously i have access to those areas that maybe some other people wouldn't Yep. Um, and so I was able to do things like one time we were down in, in Del Mar, I was down there with a couple of my friends, it was her kid's birthday and we had, um, trays of food and I was able to come up and like drop it off in his, what they call their ditty bags. So they carry around this bag, um, as recruits, but also the drone instructors have their own bags. And so I was able to like meet him there and I literally, <laughs> you guys, I, <laughs> I rolled up in my car <laughs> And um, with my best friend's uh, husband, he came with me because he was like, I haven't been back there since like, you know, I went to boot camp, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, come on, let's go. So we get in the car and we have like three trays full of like hamburgers and hot dogs and potato salad and all this <laughs> stuff. And then like another tray full of cupcakes and we like squeeze them in his little ditty bag so he can take it. And what he so he puts it in his bag and then <laughs> we say goodbye to him. And he walks right in front of his platoon of recruits with his bag full of all of this food <laughs> that, you know, they they haven't seen in months <laughs> um so i think sometimes like being an active duty spouse it has a few benefits but also um you know like what kind of sucked for me is when he went to the drill field um halfway through him being on the drill field I started working at the staff academy I became an instructor and so my schedule was very regimented um, it was very scheduled out. We knew where we were going to be, what we were going to be doing, what the students were going to be doing, what event we needed to be at, what days we had on, what days we had off. Some days were long, some days were short. And unfortunately, um, what kind of sucked for me is that if, if there is a spouse who wasn't working, you know, they would do initial drill, final drill, have graduation. Those spouses could show up on those days and spend a little bit of extra time with their spouse that was not something I could do every single time because I had to teach or I had to be at PT or I had to do lead platoon discussions or, you know, I had a bunch of papers to grade. So I had my own thing going on, um, which was a good situation for me and Rosie because it gave me a very regimented schedule with her. And right. I knew I was going to be off on time to pick her up. And they knew that my husband was on the drill field and there was no way I was coming to PT at five in the morning. So on those days, like, <laughs> obviously I showed up after I dropped her off. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it worked out for me during that time. Um, but yeah, there were a few events that I got to go to. Um, he got promoted on the drill field. So I, uh, I went, you know, went down, obviously and went down for his promotion um, but you know, we lived in Vista and he worked down on the depot and that's a solid, you know, 30 minute drive at 2am mm -hmm. with no traffic on the road. Um, and you know, depending on the time of day, anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half depends on traffic could be, could be worse. Yes. So, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of time. Um, we contemplated moving down by the depot so that the drive was easier on him. Um, 
but he did, I was still on Pendleton and there was no way I was moving down to the depot because I was working at the academy. Oh yeah, that um, would be such a long drive for you. Every <laughs> <a> single <laughs> day, every single day. And that was what he said. He said, no, I I don't want you to be making that drive every single day. I will just make it on the days I get to come home, um, which was not every day. I was just going to say, so that wasn't every day? No. Mm-mm. Oh. Nope. I mean, See, I did they not pulled, realize that. Well, yeah, there's four drone instructors to a platoon. They rotate through duty, so every fourth night he's got to be there anyways. And when they're on the range, they're kind of all there all the time. You know, the recruits have weapons and live rounds. That's yep. scary. <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, terrifying. I mean. Um, you know, but also, like, he... Um, you know, and then the, there's different types of drone instructors in a platoon. So we had different names for them in the female platoons, but there's like your drone instructor that focuses on knowledge. I forget what they're called. And then there's like the J, which is like the senior green belt drill instructor. And then you have a senior drill instructor. And then you typically have like your new guy. Um, so there's different levels of being a drill instructor. They're assigned different duties per platoon depending on what duty you have for that platoon will depend on how much you work and if you're nick the new guy you're working every single night whether it's your duty night or not wow Um, see i i knew there was like all of this stuff within like being a drill instructor like it's not just oh you have one drill instructor you've got you know like all of these things within a platoon um but I didn't realize the depth of it. And to be honest, I only really know as much as I do, number one, because of you guys, but also because um, the other assistant that I work with, her boyfriend is currently on the drill field here at Paris Island. And so every now and then she'll say something and I'm like, wait, what's that? (laughs) And she probably looks at me like I'm crazy because she's 22 years old and I'm 33, like have been a military spouse for how long? And She's probably like, why, why do you not know this? I mean, you can't know everything, you know, like <clears throat> everybody has their own experiences. Like can't know everything for sure. I don't know everything, you know, but we just had this experience with him being on the drill field. So we had a pretty interesting um, time on the drill field, though. There was a lot that happened there for us um, personally also. So the... um. The year he started, um, and he went to drill instructor school. Um, that was 2010, right? Yeah, it was when I was pregnant with the twins. Mm-hmm. And he had a break in between platoons over the holiday season, and that's why we were at my mom's house for Christmas, which, you know, I look back now and I'm extremely thankful for. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so we, we had a break there. Um but his command was very like, if you need to stay, stay. He he didn't, but that's a whole other topic. But anyway, <laughs> um, again, we'll go back to like, if you haven't listened to our previous shows about how we deal with stress and trauma differently and how we deal with death and things differently, right? We, we deal yep. with that stuff different. So, yeah. um, so that happened while we were on the drill field. And of course, my command at the time, I wasn't at teaching at the academy. My command was like, put me on full on um, maternity leave, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so I had gone down, um, when they did the orientation for new drill instructors and their spouses and their families, um, I had gone to that and I was pregnant. Um, 
And then, like, the next time people saw me, I wasn't pregnant. And I wasn't super pregnant, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but then, like, the next time people saw me, I wasn't pregnant. So that happened while he was on the drill field. And then, of course, we got pregnant and had Rosie while he was on the drill field. Um, Did he get any time off when you guys had Rosie? I don't remember. You want an honest answer? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That makes two of us. <laughs> I know that he was – I know he – well, I, take, I, I think – Ooh, honestly, I want to say not really. And the reason right. is because um, Rosie was born on a Saturday. And so if you know anything about Marine Corps boot camp, um, if you don't, that's totally fine. But we have what you call Black Friday. And um, mm-hmm. that's the day you meet all your drill instructors. And so he had he was picking up a platoon. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, so they had picked up a platoon that Friday, and then I had Rosie on Saturday. On Saturday. The oh next yeah. Day. So chances yeah. are he did not get much time. No, I mean yeah, he was there I... for the birth, though. Yes. Yeah he yeah. he came to the hospital from the depot. So <laughs> oh, I God. had her on Camp Pendleton, <laughs> and my parents had come down because I was um like hypertensive. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And so they were like, we need to induce you tomorrow or get her out or whatever. They were like, we're getting a little worried about your blood pressure. We don't need to take the risk. So, um, and then given my history, they were like, absolutely, we're not going to take the risk to keep the baby in there any longer. There's no reason to. Um, But he, that next morning, that Saturday morning, when they finally told me what time to come into the hospital, I called him and told him, and he came straight from the depot to the hospital. Um. So not much time off, honestly. He was there when she was born. And then I think, I mean, he was there while we were in the hospital. But I think as soon as we got discharged and went home. He went back. I, yeah, I don't think he took his paternity leave, which back then is only 10 days. Now it's 14 days. Baby steps, baby steps. We're getting there. <laughs> right? I was like, whoop, that extra four days. But, I mean, really, in all honesty, um, Dustin did get his full 10 days when he was on recruiting duty. But Oh, nice. I don't think he actually took them all per se. Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to because, you know, I can just, it. it's hard to take that time because you, especially when you're on a special duty or you're on a yes. B-Bill, because you have so many things going on and like your requirements don't end just because you're not there. Like yep. now you just have less time at work to get them done. Yep. Um, so it was a very rough, um, and I think what helped with that is that uh, prior to him going to the drill field, I had wanted to be a drill instructor. And so I fully understood what we were getting ourselves into going. Right. Um, I fully understood what we would have been getting ourselves into when we would have both potentially gone. Um, to be clear, I chose not to go, um, simply because our monitor, which is the person who kind of controls all the people in the field, um, called me and said, you have a package in to do a lateral move to change your MOS and you have a package in to be a drone instructor. You can't do both. Pick one. Um, and I said, okay, well, then I want to do the lateral move. Um, and it's landed me where I am today, so I'm not really upset about it. And I did oh, a yeah. special duty assignment um, along with that, so I'm not, not really upset about it. But um, that was the driving factor for me not to do a B-billet. But, yeah, we knew what we were getting into, and it wasn't always easy. Um, but I knew, I knew there were going to be nights he didn't come home, weeks he didn't come home. Um, I knew in between platoons there would be a break. There's also different types of um, platoons and sections you can be assigned to. So he 
was obviously a new drill instructor at one point, and then he was like the knowledge one or something. I don't know what it's called. There's a name <laughs> for it. God. And but they don't get to on, pick that, right? Like they're just assigned. No, yeah. Okay. The senior <laughs> drill instructor picks what the green belts do. Um, okay. And then the series gunny, who is a drone drone instructor, has been drone instructor trained, wears the hat. Um, the the company picks like who they're going to promote to being a senior to wear the black belt. Um, so he was a senior drone instructor. And then he also went over and was a drone instructor and senior drone instructor for receiving company. So he was with um, a hotel company as a full-on drone instructor picking up a platoon from start to finish. But he also was a receiving drone instructor for a while. Um, and he was a receiving drone instructor. Um, and what they did is when the recruits would get on to the, I would say onto the island. That's not right. <laughs> onto the <laughs> depot. I'm sorry, I'm so used to Paris Island. <laughs> Maybe get on to the MCRD San Diego. Then they go to receiving, receiving company. And receiving company like brings them in. They're the ones that put them on yellow footprints. They're like so famous in Marine Corps culture. Um, when they like get off the bus and they give them like all their uniforms and all that kind of stuff right they give them all their stuff they're gonna need for the next 12 weeks um right so he did that for a little while but drill instructors they they do get taken off of us off of cycles with their company to decompress so they can oh. do a number of things they can go to a receiving company they can go work at the pool and be a, a water survival instructor and teach the recruits how to swim and do their swim evaluations wow um yep yeah, so there's a couple, so those are just two examples, but there's a couple of the things they can go do to have a break um, from running a platoon because three straight years of running a platoon is simply just hell on your body. Um, they're standing 24 right. hours a day, seven days a week for 12 weeks straight, screaming and yelling and running. Um, so, you know you need a break from that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, looking back now, was it, are there things that we appreciated? Sure. Absolutely. There's always some value in everything that we do. And just for him to be able to say, yep, I was a drone instructor. I did what I wanted to do was one of my goals. We got there. Um, he did it. Um, he also had two surgeries while he was on the drill field. Um, Dang, I did not know that. So, or maybe yeah. I did and I just forgot, but. Well, yeah. So he had, um, we had the twins. He had two surgeries. We had Rosie. <laughs> we bought a house. <laughs> oh my God. You guys <laughs> didn't do anything while you were out there. No, nothing. <laughs> and then I started a special duty assignment. And then shortly after coming off the drill field, um, so like he. I'm sure people have heard stories about drone instructors, especially Marine Corps drone instructors, like getting in trouble a lot on the drill field, right? For a lot of different things. And luckily that never happened for him. Um, and I was able to be there for his final, um, his last final drill for his last platoon. Um, and I was there, be able to be there for like his last graduation um, of the recruits. I went to his graduation at drill instructor school. Like, you know, so I was there for like the big, the big ones, right? Because the ones yeah. kind of in between are just kind of like a blur to them. Yep. Um, but, you know, there would be nights on the drill field. He would come home at two in the morning and have to be back at six. Um, oh, my gosh. 
yeah, and he'd get a couple hours of sleep and then and then pick right back up and go home. He'd he'd come home and um you know, Saturday nights and drop all his laundry off and I'd run laundry and uh then he'd go back to work Sunday afternoon. So like that's where and I don't know if you've ever seen us do this and maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but we go to breakfast every Sunday morning. Yes. Um and that yeah. started on the drill field because that was the only day that we knew every day he was going to be home because the recruits go to church and there's only one drill instructor that has to be there. And so most of the time that's the senior drill instructor because that's also the break for the green belts in the platoon. Okay. So he would be home Saturday night to Sunday afternoon and of course we would do laundry and whatever and he would sleep because he would be like sleep deprived there were literally nights he would come home and wake up in the morning and be like I literally do not remember driving home last night oh my gosh isn't that I mean it's scary it's terrifying yeah and and we lived up in Vista you know from the depot 30 minutes at least at 2 a.m you know so he's doing this drive and like just literally doesn't remember um, and it was so bad at one point that on the depot, they had someone maybe pass away, seriously injured for sure, on a motorcycle because they came out of the crucible and the drill instructors wanted to get home, which, of course, they all want to. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep oh my God. driving on his motorcycle. Um, and so then they had a rule in place, very smart rule for safety, 100% that they were not allowed to leave for like six hours following the crucible and that they were directed to sleep before they got behind a vehicle to drive anywhere. Definitely Um, a smart idea. Yeah. So, you know, like that kind of stuff was in place. So he wasn't coming home every night. Um, Nights he was coming home was like for four or five hours and just basically in the middle of the night. Um, We started our Sunday morning breakfast because we knew he would be home. And he was like, the last thing I want to do when I get home on a Sunday after being gone all week is like sit here and cook. So like, well, let's go out to breakfast and eat a good meal. He's like, they're not eating. The drone stretchers aren't eating either. You know, unless unless your wife slips you some stuff in your bag. (laughs) Unless your wife slips you some stuff in your bag. (laughs) They're not eating. You know, so it was a lot of stuff like that. And there would be times where um, he would like need something cleaned or whatever. So he'd drive home and drop it off for me. And then I'd take it to the cleaners or wash it myself. I got really good at learning how to wash and dry um, our uniforms on my own and iron them. Uh, I already, I mean, I already knew how to do that, but um, you you're very apprehensive about dry clean only things. Yes. <laughs> and then you just learn how to dry, how to do it your, by yourself. Um, we, we had to, we didn't have a choice. Right. Um, because I wasn't right there. Short amount of time. Yeah. Be, I didn't have a choice. I had yeah. to throw it in the washing machine and, and iron it out. And, you know, so that took some practice and stuff, but yeah, I mean, um, it, it occurred and it was, um, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. And, um, I always tell Marines, Marines always ask me like, were you a drone instructor? And I'm like, no. And then like, they'll come to my house and all their, like some, most of our plaques are on our wall and stuff like that. Yes. And they'll see his stuff from the drill field and they'll say like, Oh, your, your husband was a drone instructor. And I'm like, yep. And they're like, but you didn't want to go. And I say, I, I always tell my Marines this. I said, listen, I wanted to go. I made the smart move for my career. Right. Um, and Knowing what I know now about every bee billet, not just being a drone instructor, but being a drone instructor, being a recruiter, being a uh, uh, MCT. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. I can remember. Marine <laughs> combat training, MCT instructor. Um, you would have to pay me a hell of a lot more money to get me to go do that crap. 
Yeah. Because the sacrifice that you put on your body, your mental state, your stress, um, your emotional state, and on your family, no thank you. Um, I think it's an important part of what we do in the military. We absolutely need those things. Um, but looking back now, I made the smart choice for me. And that was what he wanted to do. And so my thing is like whenever you're going to look into one of these duties or your spouse is talking about going to one of these because in some fields they won't get promoted without doing this. Yes. Um it's 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 almost mandatory. They have to do it or they're just never going to get promoted again. Yep. And so um we knew that uh and we knew that he wanted to do this. Neither one of us were ever shy about talking about wanting to do this uh type of duty and to be drone instructors. Um, but it's hard and we talked a lot about it and we absolutely knew what we were getting ourselves into. Um, and so you just have to be mindful of that when you're going into B billets like this, like you need to do your research, you need to talk to people, um, and, and figure out, you know, what the worst situation you could possibly get yourself into and prepare for the worst. Know that that probably won't be what you get. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're prepared for the worst and you talk through all of these things, then, you know, it will make it a little bit easier to deal with. Um, and we made the decision. They offered him, when he got towards the end of his drone instructor duty, they said, hey, you can spend six more months on the depot, <laughs> and we will and we will guarantee you orders to Camp Pendleton, or you can take orders now and we'll send you to Miramar. And I looked at him and I said, get the F off the depot now. <laughs> yes. Um, I had a, I had a one-year-old at home. I was working full-time. I was exhausted. He was exhausted. And, um, you were lucky if you get off the depot with minor infractions and you don't get yourself in trouble. He made it three years. There were a couple minor things for stuff that just was, could have been bad, but wasn't. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, just drill instructors making not great choices. Right. Um, not him specifically, but, you know, when you're in that environment and you're the senior drill instructor or yep. you're like the lead drill instructor, <laughs> you're in charge and you're responsible for their actions, you know? Guilty by association. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> the same is true, I think, for every B billet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even yes. Recruiting yes. duty. <laughs> yes. So, you know, like you have to know what you're getting yourself into. Um, you got to be a little prepared. Um, but in the end, we just decided, I looked at him and I was like, no, 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 no. We, we've made it through the three years. You haven't gotten in trouble. It, it's time to go. Yeah. Don't, let's not push our luck anymore. We're not, yeah, we're not pushing it. I'm done with that. We need to get off. Let's go. Um, but you know, a good old Marine Corps, he got off of the depot <laughs> and they sent him down to, um, uh, MCAS Miramar, which is not far from the depot. Um, and then maybe four or five months after getting off the depot, he was in the field down in Yuma for a month, came home and then deployed for six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like the deployment that would never end. You yes. Know? Yeah. But I mean, in all like getting to see him become a senior drill instructor and all the work he did at receiving company and um you know the last snippet that I left out but he um 
saved a recruit's life, and I'm not even joking. Um, there was a recruit who, like, passed out while they were running their PFT, their physical fitness test. Um, and the kid just passed out on the floor, and he said, like, went over, and their their first thing to do is a sternum rub, which mm-hmm. sounds horrible, and if you've never had one done to you, do not voluntarily do that. <laughs> no, don't. It's, it is not great. <laughs> um, but they do that because a lot of recruits fake it. Um, and so you can't, if you can't fake it through the pain of a certain rub, I can tell you that. (laughs) You'll know real quick if they're faking it or not. Yeah. So he sternum rubbed the kid and he had no response, which meant something was really wrong. And he did exactly what they were supposed to do. Like you call 911, you stand watch, you do this, you do that. So it's what they, you know, they train him to do, like Mm -hmm. assign responsibility to everybody. And as soon as all that is done, you know, you start CPR, you check the airway, you see if they're breathing, all that stuff. If not, you start CPR. So he started CPR until the ambulance arrived, literally saved a recruit's life while he was on the depot. So when I look back at all of those kinds of things, I admire what he went through to have a successful tour on the depot. Um, and that impact is very far reaching. Um, so, you know, don't allow your spouse or yourself to downplay the impact that they're having on the service that they're in with these duties, because, um, he's taking someone that was recruited off of the street and putting uniform on them and teaching them how to shoot a weapon and likely one day go to combat and fire on somebody and to live and survive in that environment. Um, not something to downplay, right? You know, and, and you can't do it without recruiters and certainly you can't, <laughs> right? you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so what they're doing in these billets is incredibly important um, for their service. And it probably is just a sense of pay- giving back and paying back um, for their service, where they're at, what they've accomplished. And so I think it's just something to be said, right? That like, they're really putting a lot of work and effort into something that generally is very important to them, even if they didn't choose that, like in the Marine Corps, you no longer really get to, if you don't come out blatantly before the board comes out and choose where you're going to go, you show up on a roster and they, the Marine Corps chooses for you. Yep. Voluntold. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're voluntold. <laughs> so, you know, I think all in all, like it was a good time. I was really proud to see him do and accomplish all the things he did on the drill field. Like I said, like we had the twins, he got promoted we had Rosie, we bought a house, he saved her recruit's life. Like, you know, what more could you ask for? All while um, having an active duty spouse who couldn't be there at his beck and call. Um, you know, or the same with any spouse that works, right? Um, or it even just takes care of the kids because my God, I highly <laughs> doubt that even if I weren't working full time and I was home with my kids, um, I would not be dropping everything to come do whatever he needed me to do. Like, no you know so like there's no way um but you know like it's just it's a it's a very commendable thing that that they do that you put yourself through and drill instructor duty is not easy it's not easy on a family it's not easy on your marriage on your relationship um there are days with like little to no communication and very frustrating because nine times out of ten you go literally you're 30 minutes away from me pick up the effing phone but they can't. Yeah. They can't. And it's just very frustrating. 
Um, but getting to share the successes of being on the drill field with him and, um, you know, watching that last platoon drill off and going to the graduation, getting to take Rosie as a baby to his last final drill, I got her. So he was with Hotel Company, and Hotel Company colors are black and yellow. Um, and so I found her a black long sleeve onesie, and their company slogan is Hotel Hell. <laughs> I um, remember. And so. <laughs> I I took her down there for the graduation and I decorated her onesie with little yellow ribbon, little yellow bows. And it, I put Hotel Hell in the front of it. And then on the back, I put Gomez, which is our last name, across the back of her shoulder blades, like a little jersey kind of thing. And I have like the cutest picture of him with his hat on and his belt. And he's all dressed up and he's holding little baby Rosie in his arms. <laughs> and it says Gomez across her back and in black and yellow. And like, it's so cute. Um you know, so those are the kind of things that like, you know, when I was able to be at stuff, then I went and if I couldn't be at it, I couldn't be at it, you know, but we, we talked through a lot of that. We dealt with a lot of that um, as time went on. So I think it's like every other bee billet has its challenges. It can be as great or as miserable as you want to make it. But with mm-hmm. bee billets, like just have that open conversation with your spouse. Like we kind of talk about with everything, having those open conversations with one another is going to make it easier is going to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just want to touch really quickly, you know, Candace mentioned about the life changing things that these bill B billets are doing. Um, and Dustin has actually kept in touch with some of his kids that he has recruited, Mm -hmm. um, many years ago that are now in the Marine Corps. Um, some of them are actually stationed here, Mm-hmm. in Beaufort and he's gotten to meet up with some of them and it's just crazy to see what they were and what they've become and how grateful they are for what yeah. he did for them you know you yep. would never think like somebody putting you in the marine corps putting you through boot camp which is hell um and you know basically sending you on your way would be something that you would be thankful for but it's amazing to hear and see these kids and see how much of an impact these B billets really do have on their lives. Yeah. I, Chris run, has run into recruits before. Um, <clears throat> it's even more awkward when I have Marines come up to me and be like, your husband was my drill instructor. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> great. You know, but um, I mean, and it's a surreal moment. I can say that when you run into your recruiter, when you're in the fleet or your drill instructor, it's kind of a surreal moment. Um, uh, I ran into, and it's, it's a fear that literally never leaves you. Like till this day, I have friends who were friends with my drill instructors. Um, and whenever I see like pictures of them all hanging out, I'm like, nope, scroll faster. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, thank you. I went to, um, corporal's course for the the military education school we have for e4s and i checked in and one of the drill instructors from my sister platoons there's two platoons of females at a time one of the drill instructors for the sister platoon um was the instructor at corporal's course and i was almost lost my crap like i was like oh i don't know what to do with myself (laughs) it was so weird so weird 
Um, and even more weird when I became a staff and CO, so like an E6 or above, and I ran into some of my drill instructors um, because I did teach at the academy, they would come for some of their Marines graduations and I would see them and I'd be like, I'm going to my room. <laughs> Bye, guys. I've got other things to do. Like, such a surreal experience to see them. Because I think when you're a recruit, you just never think you're going to see those guys. You're right? going to run into them. Yeah. And then you do. And you're like, yikes, I got to go. <laughs> so strange. But it really does, like, have an impact on people. I mean, <clears throat> as, like, you know, a grown adult, um, almost 30 years old, and I, the sight of this, like, four foot nine, 100-pound <laughs> Hispanic woman will throw me into the biggest anxiety attack of my life I would never leave a place so fast as if when that woman would walk in she used to um stomp across the top of our foot lockers to be the same height as us oh my because gosh. she was so small she would literally jump on her foot lockers <laughs> and like I don't know how she did it but she would stomp across the top of all of them to be as tall as us and it was so intimidating even though we were bigger than her and I just was like oh god (laughs) so even when I was teaching it's just it's a surreal experience and the impact that they have on you because you look at drill instructors and as a recruit they are the epitome of what you think you should be yeah and so it's a it's a profound impact that they have on you really, really forever. I don't think I would ever walk up to any of them and be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> like, that, I don't think that would ever occur. Um, so in other words, if anybody's ever out with Candace and she gets up and leaves quick, you know why. <laughs> you know why. You know why. There's probably one of my drone instructors running around. Um, yeah, but crazy. Just crazy. You know, some of the things they deal with, like, Female drone instructors used to have to deal with, um, you know, it was a big deal if a female drone instructor got pregnant because she couldn't be with the recruits. And so that yeah. messed up numbers. And, you know, so there's a lot of other things um, that are at play there. So that's a yeah. whole other deal. <laughs> but yeah, I think overall our experience was good. Um, I, I, I would not want to go back um, just because it's, it is a rough time and I'm glad we made it through it and it's over. <laughs> right. Yeah. So absolutely. no, no thanks on a second time. Um, but I understand the importance of it and I understand what it provides and I understand what it does for the military. Um, and so I, I think that it was important for us to do, um, and that it has impacted a lot of people. And like you were saying, you know, thing it impact people and Marines in ways we probably will never know. Um, but yeah, I think we had a a decent go at it. Um, but I would not like to go back. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I learned a lot as always. Um, you know, she says she doesn't know it all, but in my eyes she does. So I swear I don't. So there's that. Um, But hopefully anybody who is either on, you know, the drill field right now or getting ready to go, um, hopefully this will be helpful for them. And as always, if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to Candace and I. We both have access to all of our social media. So there have been times that people have reached out to us and we've both responded. Um, So please don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, questions, concerns, anything like that. We're here to help. 